Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Well, hello, family. Welcome to another episode of A Biblical Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson, back once again to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Last week, I took you into a powerful discussion between my special guest, Dr. Jacob S. Hobson and Elder Philip Williams on the topic, God is not dope. Many of you have seen the T-shirt that states God is dope. Well, we were taking you through etymologically and scripturally to help bring understanding and comprehension to why that statement is offensive to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The church is not to adopt or ascribe to the world's language and or vernacular. We have our own language. We have our own vernacular as the elect of God. And if we are speaking in alignment with the world, then there is nothing that we are displaying that differentiates or separates us from the world and or from darkness. And the Bible is clear that we ought to make distinction between light and darkness. And that's what this teaching is to do. Now, I understand that the company that produces the T-shirt is a Christian company. However, just because they're a Christian company does not mean what they're doing and or what they're producing aligns with Scripture because there's much that is transpiring in the church world and or in the church community that does not align with scripture. There's a lot of things that we're doing, habits we're picking up, practices we're ascribing to that does not align with scripture. So just because Christianity and her Christian is lacquered on what is being done and or displayed or connected to what is happening, what's being done does not mean that God supports it or endorses it. So with that being said, I'm taking you into part two of the discussion, the teaching, the dialogue, God is not dope. But before I do, you need to take advantage of the free resource bundle that we will only have available for free through the rest of April. Go to the website, ctjohnson.org and download your free MP3 
as well as PDF notes of the teaching. Execute your excuses absolutely free. Make sure you take advantage of it while it's free. All right. Now let's empower our thinking from God's perspective. We're going back into the teaching. God is not dope with my special guest, Dr. Jacob S. Hobson and Elder Philip Williams. And let me say this. Go ahead, because you know, I'm caught up. And let me say this. Why? Why? Because I want us to comment on something real quick. There's a danger. And what the real danger is, because I know some people that are watching this, if they haven't already left out of the room because because they're in their, <laughs> in their feelings and their, or their, their emotions. Again, you have to see the bigger picture. And so you can't you cannot handle this type of teaching if you're going to have a turtle mentality. What would you, you say? You've got to be able to have a giraffe type of mentality to be able to see a bigger picture because then you have folks in the church that start getting into semantics about uh, different things in order to try to uphold, you know, uh, instead of instead of changing. And I'm saying all that to get to this point of why it's, it's the danger of reducing God to that. Because here's the thing. I have children. I have three children. I have a relationship, I have fellowship, but I am always their father. Mm-hmm. I am not their best friend. Come on, come on, we'll talk about they that. Cannot, they cannot refer to me and call me <laughs> outside of the position that I am in Sir. their life. Yeah. Sir. Right? And let me tell you why. Because if I allow them to reduce me out of my place of authority in their lives. What's that word that you just used? If I allow them to reduce me to reduce, okay. Okay. out of the authority right. that I am in their lives, uh-huh. then guess what? When it comes time to check them, I can't check them because they won't receive from me. And what, what this culture has done, it's allowed folks to reduce God out of his place of authority. So that's why when God gets ready to check you, you can't receive it well, because you don't understand that he's not your pal, your buddy, well, your whatever. No, he's your God. And so, yes, he can fellowship with you. Yes, he walks with you and talks with you. But guess what? When it comes time to check you, mm. he can only do that if he's in the place of authority that he is yeah. supposed to be in in your life. Mm. But, Williams, we have allowed. We have allowed unqualified practitioners oh, to mount bell? surgical and utilize surgical instruments. Where's my bell? Hold on, hold, hold, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm trying to behave tonight. Oh, hold on, hold on, I, hold on. I, I got to give you a full bell. It ain't... All right, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead, go ahead. Now say, say that again, though. You 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 got to say that again. We, we have we allowed what now? unqualified practitioners to to stand in places and utilize, watch this, our manual of instructions. And what we've allowed them to do is we've allowed them to dumb down theology to make Jesus common folk because he was born in a manger. Right, Right. We've allowed unqualified people to mount the surgical desk 
and use surgical instruments for the Bible is sharper than any two-edged sword. I wish I had time. We've allowed them to utilize surgical instruments without being qualified. And whenever you allow someone who is unqualified to mount the surgical desk known as the pulpit, when you've allowed them to do that, you cannot be mad at the product you get. So now we have we have uh, 23 year old apostles who ain't never been through nothing and ain't never, ain't never started nothing. Ain't never. We have a 15 year old bishops because they know how to talk for five minutes. And you ain't never. You got, I, I'm getting in trouble. I'm sorry. I apologize. I had to pull myself back. Mm-hmm. My mic. <laughs> <laughs> 15 year old I, I bishops. See it. I see. Go ahead. Finish it. I'm sick of it because we literally have put God in a position where he is now on the on the level of their intellect, but not on the level of their experience. Yeah. Yeah. They have no experience with a God that knows how to to supply every need. They have no experience with a God that who he is, who he is. They don't even know how to approach God. Right. So all we teach them is how to shout and to dance and to tickle your fancy. But we never taught them that a king is supposed to be reverenced and you can't go before a king any kind of way. As a matter of fact, if you go before a king the wrong way without being bowed down and on your knees, I promise you, you'll never make it out alive. For the and presence of God demands a certain thing. And to your point, when we talk about when when, when we compare our God to really, in essence, who he is, sovereign, not a king, but the king and king of kings. And I think we talked about this earlier. I don't know whether it was the three of us backstage or just you and I, but we love to quote the words of the prophet that we're a chosen uh, generation royal royal priesthood. But yet many have not done due diligence to study royalty, the behavior, the vernacular, Mm -hmm. the positioning, all that lifestyle, the positioning. There's no way that you would enter into the presence of Queen Elizabeth or anyone in her position and First, not have been vetted, not have been properly educated as it pertains to the royal customs. See, we quote that we're a royal priesthood, but we really don't believe it. Because if we believed it, then we would do due diligence to to study the royal customs that are confined in the scriptures so that we don't disrespect God when we approach God. So that we don't uh, 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 again lower him to our level of commonality and familiarity. That we don't disrespect his position. And I hear someone that says, "Well, you all are taking this further than where it needs to go. You all are are are, are too deep in regards to this discussion." Well, that in and of itself is a problem. The church is too shallow and superficial. Sir. I don't mind. I used to when I was younger, but I'm getting a little older now. Y'all see this great? I'm getting a little older. So 
I used that you to are. hush your mouth. So I, <laughs> I used to uh, uh, Jacob Elder Hobson. I used to be bothered by the statement, Johnson, you're too deep. But then I got an understanding of what deep means. Right. Deep means profound, rooted, abysmal, difficult to penetrate, significant, and profundity. Shallow means empty, trivial, hollow, trifling, <laughs> depthless, superficial, Sir. unsound, and inconsiderable. So I don't mind being in the company of the deep because according to Psalms 42 and 7, God only relates to the deep. So the problem with the church is we have sat in the shallow end of the pool for far so long. And we have allowed the culture again to shift our consciousness to who God is and how he is to be reverenced. See? And so I love this dialogue. I love this conversation because we're helping you all to realign your consciousness with the constitution. Right. And not the culture and not secularism. I want to bring this up and I want you all to comment on this. Um, again, I want to bring up a point or bring up a statement that was made by an individual that commented on Friday on my Facebook page in the thread when I posted the flyer about this discussion being had on Clubhouse. And they referenced uh, Corinthians 9 and 22. Uh, I, I believe that's, find it for me. I believe it's 1 Corinthians 9 and 22, where Paul said, to the weak became I as weak, that I might, that I might gain the weak, I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. First Corinthians 9 22. First, first, first Corinthians 9 and 22. Hit on that. Let me see if because I don't know. I don't know if this is the King James version that the person wrote. I want King James. I don't deal with all these other versions. Uh, I believe it was. So to the weak became I as weak that I might gain the weak. I made, I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Now, here's what. Here's where I want to go with this, because the, the, the implication is this. That Paul became a pimp. So that he could witness to the pimp. Paul became a rapist. So he could witness and be relevant to the rapist. That's the implication. When people out of context quote this. Right. And I want us to help them understand in context what Paul was really saying. Paul did not take on the image. He did not take on the personality, the behaviors, the proclivities of those whom he was sent to to preach the gospel. Nor did Jesus. Jesus, because people always say, well, Jesus hung out with the tax collectors. Jesus hung out with uh, uh, those who were considered beneath society. He hung out uh, in the red light district. He may have, but he did not participate. Right. He may have been in the red light district, but he was not a customer of the red light district. Because even his interaction with the woman that was caught in adultery, and I always loved this, Jesus did not tell her, go 
and cease to commit adultery. Right. He said, go and sin no more. That mm -hmm. includes yeah, everything. Right. That is considered sin and are sinful. Not just and he hadn't even went to the cross yet. God, right. I feel Holy Ghost. So that right. tells me that there was there was strength, there was fortitude, there was discipline in her that if she honed it, could prohibit her from succumbing to the lust of her flesh. I want us to speak to this point in 1 Corinthians 9 and 22, because again, gentlemen, this is the implication. Well, prophet, no, that's not what I was implying. Yes, that was. Yes, that's what you were implying, because if that's not what you were implying, then you would have explained versus just quoted. What was Paul talking about? Either of you can jump in there uh, first and, and help us understand what was Paul saying. And let me say this, and then I'm going to give it over to you. So this is my answer and our response. Paul was simply saying that I articulated the gospel on their level of comprehension. I became all things to all men that I may win some. Whatever level of understanding and comprehension they possessed, I brought the gospel. I didn't, I didn't dilute it. I didn't convolute it. I didn't compromise it. But I brought it onto their level. In essence, if he was talking to a 10-year-old, then he would preach the gospel on a 10-year-old's level of comprehension and understanding. If he was speaking to a lawyer who matriculated through over a decade of school, you're not going to articulate whatever it is you're articulating to a lawyer as though they just graduated high school or a doctor, because these are individuals that are academic, that are cerebral. So you're going to speak, you're going to present on their level, their high level at that of comprehension and understanding. So help us to further understand what Paul was saying. That's my take on it. Go ahead. And then doctor. So I, I so two things, two things here. Um, first thing that, that uh, sticks out is Paul is talking about presentation. First of all, and yeah. how uh, we present the gospel. But then the key point to this becomes, here's the other piece to this is he's saying in essence that know your audience. Come on, come on and just talk to us no, 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 in accordance no, to no, the book. No, no, your audience, you know. So when he's saying, he's he's telling us here, listen, I, you know, I know my audience. And he's telling us if you're going to be effective. Yes, sir. And what you're delivering. Yes, sir. It is important, it's imperative that you know your audience. And we all as, 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 as preachers and those who have preached before, it is the same thing to us when we're going places uh, and we're delivering. Uh, we don't deliver the message. We could take the same sermon and deliver it five different ways yeah, because of because the audience. Of the, audience. Yeah. the audience demands the presentation. That's it. Right. That's it. And so I, I, and, 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 and well, anything they outside teach you of that, that, they teach you that in speech class, anything else, if, if you take a speech class, which I have, and I'm pretty sure all of us have at one point, they teach you that in speech class. You have that you, 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 uh, uh, conform your message according to the audience. So if you're speaking, don't lose your thought. So if you're speaking to a class of fifth graders, 
Well, we're not going to articulate to fifth graders as we articulate among each other. Huh? Go ahead. And absolutely. So, so that is that is the point of relevancy here. But again, this is what happens when again when we insert our culture because what Christ never did was call us to diminish our holiness, to lose sight of our holiness again in order to try to win someone because here's the thing that's always been prevalent to me and I'll, and I'll, and I'll stop here is what people fail to understand is it is easier for someone to pull you back into darkness than it is for you to pull someone into light. And the reason is because I've already been in darkness before. Mm -hmm. I have a, a I have a relationship. I, I know it. I, I, I have something familiar with there. Whereas a person who has never been in the light knows nothing about that. Right. And so if we are out here and we're talking, we're doing, if we don't know our audience, we will do exactly what culture says because the audience says, go grab culture. You know, let you know, let's rap about it. Let's you know, let's let's do this. Let's do that. Let's speak their language. And the danger in that is this. If you if no say this, if you get them, mm -hmm. you won't keep them. Oh and, my. Why and, and why is that? Before we turn it over to doctor, you won't keep because of, because yeah, you people y'all hit that share button because what you have done in essence is you have sold them. A Christ that doesn't exist. Right. Right. You, 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 right. We, we you sold say, him a Christ. Yeah. Because now what happens is keep in mind, if you it, and I'll say that let's, let's come down. If if yeah. you if you sell me a hip hop god, and if I come in, it's not my expectation to always see a hip hop, a hip -hop god. god. So now you're going to do the old, you know, the whole salesman switching bait thing. So now we're going to say, I'm going to pull you in with the hip hop God, but now I'm going to give you a praise and worship. God. I don't, what's this? Yeah. What are you doing? You false advertise to me. So you'll get them, but yeah. you won't keep them. Wow. And so what's happening in the church where the church is nothing but a revolving door. Yeah, that's true. When people are coming in on hype, they're coming in on 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 buzzwords. They're coming in on on culture. They're doing all that stuff, but then they're not. So the moment that you say something in truth that they don't like, yeah. it's on to the next one down the road, and the next one down across the street, and the next one over there. And then so the churches that are primarily packed are the churches that have succumbed to the culture yeah. in order to keep it. Because see, once you start something, it's just right. like dating. You have to keep it up. You Whatever you start you doing, you got to keep doing it. You have to so if you hook it, you got to keep it on that same hook. Yeah. You can't do that. And what's happening is we, we get out here and we hook and, 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 and we bring people in under this false premise. Yeah. And then when they get to the church and they see that this is not what the church is all about, y'all ain't, you know, what is it called? Crit walking and, 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 and all this other, oh, y'all not doing like that. We not, we not, we not getting wild and we not doing, we not, we not kicking it like that. I don't need to be here because again, they come in, they see absolutely no difference. You have not won them. Mm. And the reason why you have not won them, 
The only reason why they came is because what you presented them was familiar. Wow. wow. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hobson. Go ahead, because I, I got to scratch my head. What was presented? I, was I, I think that was a, that was. A, I think I think if I could if I could add something to this conversation, uh, I would simply state that the pretext of the text, uh, the pretext of the context that we are looking at, literally says that Paul not only deals with his audience but he also deals with himself, because Paul is. If you read the pretext before the context, you'll find out Paul is telling them, I once was one of you. My change is evident that I don't do what I used to do, but such were some of you. So that my change has now dictated that the change in my life makes me no longer be who I was, that it, it is that old man no longer fits me. And so when you look at the context of it, when you look at the running, uh, uh, the, the running commentary in it, you'll find out that Paul is saying, yeah, you can talk about all of this and y'all know me as Paul. Y'all seen me do all of these wonderful things, mm -hmm. but I don't want you to look at me as if I've been always saved. And I think one of the things that messes us up in the church is we forget revelations that we overcome by the word of our testimony. And that's why he says, I'll win some because my testimony doesn't resonate with everybody. Wow. How God changed me doesn't, what he changed me from, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. I don't understand how if you're in Christ, you can keep the same things you've always done and just put Christ's name on it. God didn't co-sign with that. He didn't give us permission to 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 uh, keep dancing to the same music, but you change partners. No, everything about the whole thing changes. <laughs> That's good. Everything That's good. changes. So Paul literally in the text, in the context says, I need y'all to understand. All of us have been in a situation where we needed God. The only reason I needed salvation is because I needed to be saved from something. Yeah. That's the that's the power of salvation is that it is an emancipation from what holds you in bondage. But I need to pause right here because we've told everybody that your bondages are not bondages. It's just your temporary living facility. Mm. We've given them permission to stay in in uh, slave places and just say, well, God's going to deliver you later. Right. Don't worry about where you are but right I now. It's okay. Go ahead. No, I was adding to your statement that God's going to deliver you later and the deliverance is going to manifest without your participation. Absolutely. Like God is going to deliver you in uh he's going to deliver you without you having any responsibility, without you having any duties within that deliverance. Sir, he is solely responsible for prying the devil's hands off of you and prohibiting you from yoking yourself again or entangling yourself again to that yoke of bondage. See, Sir. And this is why we're having this dialogue as we prepare to do our best to bring it to a close uh, is because, <laughs> listen, and I want 
you to understand we haven't gone off topic. We hadn't gone off script. We're still dealing with the overall subject. God is not dope. And what are we saying? We're saying that God is not defined by culture's redefinition. And right. That's that's. And again, that's why it's important as we're having this dialogue that folks don't just focus on that one line. Right. Because because the that's line good. is is just an entrance. That's it. Into a bigger arena. Absolutely. Of issues that the church really needs to deal with, because we can go beyond that. You know, when we start saying, as people referring to, you know, taking God and now God, you know, we're saying the universe and 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 you know, God is a woman and and, and it's her and you know, and all these different yeah, things that is happening. So we're talking about these gateways, yeah. if you will, Sorry. you know, the, these yeah. gateways that lead to. Uh, these proclivities and 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 indiscretions that we that we the saints are doing and 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 let's be clear about this. This is not on the world. This, this is, this the is not on the world. This Sir. is not on the world. That's this it. is this is on the this is on the church. Yeah. This is on the church. This is on this is on the church because the church has made a decision to abandon the principles of God mm. and to do things her way. <laughs> Under the guise right. of being woke, right. now that then, if you don't do this, you're not woke. You're not. Yeah. You're not. You don't understand where we are. You you're living under a first century uh, understanding of a of a of a twenty first century God. No, baby, just because you 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 call it woke, what I never understood, Phil uh, Williams Johnson, help me out. What I never understood is how do we define ourselves in positions and places that make us have the authority to redefine a God that did that defines himself from beginning. Yeah. Well, How, uh, when did you become so you can't even think your way out of your current struggle? Come on. Isn't this something? But you have the you have the right, the might and the intellect to redefine a God who self-sustains and self-creates. Well, you know, the and I love what you said as it pertains to us not solely focusing on that one line, God yeah. is dope, because there's a bigger picture. There is. And that's the job of God's leadership as a prophet, as God's pastors, as God's apostles. This is our job to expose the bigger picture. Yes, sir. And to help the church take the blinders off and to see what's in their peripheral. Yeah. That the blinders of culture prohibit you from seeing. Because again, when we ascribe to statements such as God is dope. When we ascribe to statements and purchase T-shirts that say I'm saved, but I still cuss a little. I love God. Some of y'all have that mess in your closet, in your drawer. I love God, but I cuss a little. Those statements, catch this, those statements present to the world a defective God. Absolutely. You Ooh, must be a defective God if you are foolish. You must, be, you must be defective in your ability to deliver. That's heavy. Here, your salvation, if the power of your salvation cannot cleanse my tongue from cussing. 
You, you must be effective in your power and in your ability to birth forth a new creation spirit or birth forth the new creation spirit if I, the places I used to go, I don't go as much. See, <laughs> we, we have changed the testimony, the things I used to say, I don't say as much. What, what, what you mean? You, I, well, I don't say as much. No, obviously God is defective. He's impotent and we know he's not, but that's what these statements, that's what ascribing to these, these phrases are portraying regarding our God. And the church is okay with it, but let your body get hit with cancer. Let the doctors say to your wife, they have to amputate her breasts have to perform a mastectomy. Now you want to pull on the power of God, the healing anointing of God, but you didn't portray him as being what you now need. But then because you, because you have his identity in false misnomers, when it's time for you to approach him and to experience him, you miss him because you don't have a foundation with him. You have a foundation through culture, not a foundation through theology. You have a foundation through culture, but not a foundation through truth. You know, and then you get disappointed with God and are ready to leave God and the church, right? right. Because you have the wrong idea of God. Of God, because you developed your consciousness of God void of the scriptures. Absolutely, you, you created your consciousness based upon what was told to you about God, but you never took the time to study the constitution that God wrote that explains his, 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 his operation that explains himself. You know, gentlemen, we can of course go on all night. And let uh, me say uh, this. Go ahead. Because yeah. something while you guys were talking and, uh, uh, this just kind of popped, and I had to see me turning because I said, "Let me type it," because I don't, I don't want to lose, don't wanna I don't want to lose what I said. But this is what came in my mind as you guys were talking, and it says, "Culture promotes the residue of the parts of ourselves that we fail to yield to God." Oh my! Oh, now hold on, let me get my bail out. Get the bail out for that yeah, one, yeah, You got to get ready to repeat that. But let me get this bail. You know what bail? You better work. So I'm going to say that's I'm bail again. worthy. That's bail worthy. Go ahead. So I'm going to say it again. Say so, again. so culture promotes the residue of the parts of ourselves that we fail to yield to God, mm. because that that's that powerful. that that goes and coincides what you were talking about earlier about the carnality aspect of what culture it was embedded in culture. Culture, we, it's carnality with a new name. Mm. It's carnality with a 21st century name. That's all culture is. It's carnality with a 21st century name. You can continue to change the name and list. And we can revert back to the same aspect with this mm -hmm. because we were talking from the God perspective of how you can change something and it's still God. You can't, you can make it in something else. It's still God. And then we say on the flip side that you can take something that's not of God 
and try to make it God, but it's still not God. And this is the same thing here is culture is taking what is not God and trying to make it God. And it is a direct, uh, a, a derivative of the fact that we are showing the world oh our unyielded parts. Yeah. Ourselves. That's, we, 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 so our unyielded That's parts of, of, of who we are are yeah. on display. And to and That's for good. us, we take the blanket to cover up that nakedness and call it culture. So we wrapped our unyielded parts in a blanket called culture, hoping that the real God, the real church, the, those who are really in tune with God would never recognize our garment. Right. Right. So we're, we're coming to church sitting by folks who have the garment of praise on, but we're sitting next to them with the garment of culture on. Hoping that we can fit in. Right. I'm, I'm right. I'm too through. I'm too Will, through. You, you're about to start something. Stop it now. Elder, <laughs> give us your thoughts, your comments in regards to what he said. And then we're going to come uh, one, uh, maybe two scriptures I want to hit real quick. Uh, have you guys comment on that? And then we're going to uh, give space for our closing comments. Listen, those that are you, those of you that may be coming in for the first time, uh, we're discussing holistically, I'll say it that way, from the subject, God is not dope. And if you're just coming in, do yourself a favor and go back and listen to this in its entirety. Don't display your ignorance by disagreeing with something and you have not listened to the entire listened to it in its entirety. You don't have the context behind the subject matter. And you are just going off of the subject matter, assuming it means this. And see, so if you're just coming in, do yourself a favor and go back and listen to this in its entirety again to receive the context of what we're saying. And I need you again to share, 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 and share, share. Push this on your social media platforms. Share this even on YouTube. Send it in a text to someone that you believe can be blessed and enlightened by this. Um, Elder Hobson, Dr. Hobson, give your comments to what Elder Williams just shared. And then I want to, again, drop these two scriptures and then we're going to do our best to put a bow on this because we can continue this. <laughs> Until the cows are. Yeah, we, we, we can, because it's, it's, it's a vast subject. Mm -hmm. It's multidimensional. Uh, and again, I, I love what you said as it pertains to us not putting on blinders and just focusing on that one line, God is not dope, because it's bigger than that. And if you listen to this in its entirety, we have addressed it. From addressed it. We informed you not based upon our opinions, but we informed you based upon scripture. We informed you based upon what the original meanings of the word is. See, go ahead, Elder. I, I, I honestly, I just, I want to leave what he's saying alone. It was, it was so. Listen, listen, you're wrapping yourself. You, know you, want to leave it you, you stop lying. You, you know good well you want to touch it a little bit. You know you want to touch it. So just go ahead. Just go ahead. Listen, you have wrapped yourself in culture. Just go ahead and touch it. 
you wrapped yourself in culture with the hopes that no one is spiritual enough to see that you are really still immature. He gets a coat of many colors and the coat not only gives him the prestige of the father, but it hides his immaturity. It allows them to see him being favored, but does not allow them to see that he's immature. And we got a lot of people in pulpits. Yes. Under the guise of culture trying to be relevant, trying to be, oh my God. So you'll get on hot button oh, that's issue. My hot button. That's my hot button. Relevancy. That's my you, hot button. You'll, you'll get on hot button issues. The African American community being killed by the police. You'll get on hot button issues. And the truth of the matter is, all year, you haven't been able to preach a sermon that literally spoke to anything or anybody. But now you get a hot button issue. You pray for hell to happen so that you can platform Be relevant. Mm. on issues and not Watch this, the relevance of his name and character. My, 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 my. That would cause somebody to grow up and stop. Okay, you, you're still on the milk of the word of God trying to act like you're eating meat and the whole time choking. <laughs> mm. wow. Because you're wrapped in culture. Yeah. And culture has the culture will make you march, but it won't make things change. <laughs> they marched for culture. You know, the change didn't come because of a march. The change can't watch this. The change came when they denied their resources to the institutions. My God, today. When you stop, watch. Oh, God. When you stop feeding into the institutions and you begin to deny yourself. If any man comes after me, I wish I had time. I'm going to leave that alone. If any man comes. I'm still trying to resuscitate myself from culture makes you march, but you hadn't changed. Nothing Let's has changed. The march on Washington didn't change, didn't change law. Exercise in futility. Not one march that Martin did changed the law. It was when they did a bus boycott and denied them the resources of the community. You know, okay, all right, we got. The I know I'm gonna get in Thank trouble. Thank y'all for joining. Thank y'all for joining. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get in trouble. The, the, her, her sitting down on a bus didn't change the community. See, what we've been doing is we've been uh, we've been giving them we've been giving them the hot button issue. To get the rally, but we don't have instructions when they come together. Come on here. To make changes, not only in their life. Watch this. I can tell you. I just got hit my. I'm done. I'm hold, done. Hold, hold on. I just got hit. My, I just got hit. Let him keep going. I just got hit my bell. Oh God. Okay. I go can ahead. tell Take you. I can tell you. Oh Jesus. The moment that your cultural ideology is changed by impactful theology because the moment they stopped marching and started denying themselves the pleasures that did not cost them something riding the bus riding in the going to their establishments the moment they stopped denying they started denying themselves those accoutrements those things that allowed them 
comfort, this is what happens. It emancipated everybody and even those who never marched. You can always tell when you're talking about theology and not cultural because it causes people to get free that wasn't even around but were connected. Wow. Mm. Lord have mercy. Doctor, elder, listen. Now you're supposed to be winding down. you winding up. Because, you know. Oh, God. This this has been (laughs) enlightful, enlightening, rather. It's been impactful it's been empowering wow is this not some heavy stuff i know it's heavy but it's good it's good it's heavy but it's good it's time for the church to transition from the shallow end to the deep end for god calls unto the deep deep calls unto deep we don't serve a shallow superficial god We serve a God that is cerebral, a God that is a deep thinker, as it were. And so here on a biblical perspective, it is my mandate to take you into the deep things of God. And that's why I dare to tackle subjects such as this. I'm interested in knowing how the continuation of this teaching has blessed you, empowered you, challenged you, probably frustrated you, whatever has transpired in your spirit as you heard this teaching today, I want you to email me and let me know. You can email me at admin at ctjohnson.org, A-D-M-I-N, admin at ctjohnson.org. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know the questions and or concerns that you may have misunderstandings, something that may have been said that you need further clarity on, send me an email, admin at ctjohnson.org. Also, I invite you to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at C. Terrell Johnson, Terrell, T-E-R-R-I-L-L. C. Terrell Johnson, connect with me there on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, I need for you to subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, let me know your thoughts, put a few sentences in the comments as you rate, not only give stars, but let me know how you are being blessed, empowered, enhanced, challenged and changed by the broadcast. So as you subscribe and rate, drop a line or two in the comments there and consider becoming a monthly partner or sponsor, enabling me to continue empowering lives all around the world with a Biblical Perspective podcast. You can become a partner by going to the website ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. Listen, we have one more part. Next week, we're going to bring to you the conclusion of this teaching. God is not dope. Until then, This is Prophet Johnson. Have a great, empowering week. I love you. Be empowered. Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe and rate the podcast at cpnshows.com 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text CTJM to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at C. Terrell Johnson, on Facebook and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective.